case you missed it, the Secure Act 2.0 was signed into law amidst the holiday season. Coming up on today's show, we'll cover the impact for retirees of the past, present, and the future. Welcome in to Your Retirement Untangled with Andrew Nida and Mo Param. Welcome to Your Retirement Untangled. It's Andrew Nida, Moise Param here in year 2023. Every year looking to bring, I say every year, listen to me, every week, Mo, looking to bring good quality, clarity, truth, advice about the financial services industry. More importantly, how the financial world relates to your story. That's the goal here at Your Retirement Untangled. And uh, and listen, we got we got an important topic to, to discuss on today's show, specifically the start, which is going to be the Secure Act 2.0, as Mo mentioned. There's actually a lot of changes here. When it was first released, it kind of caught me a little bit off guard because we had read about some of the items that were, in, you know, kind of uh, inputted into the Secure Act. Uh, but when it was passed and, you know, it was fully released, there were some things here that, you know, kind of caught me off guard. So let's jump in here, Mo, and talk about how this affects our listeners and ultimately our clients. And and maybe we can start up with this whole, you know, catch up if you can type type topic. Yeah, yeah. We, we've heard about this uh, 2.0 Act Um uh, coming up for a while now. And so now that it's finally here, yeah, it's pretty interesting about the catch-up provision. So, you know, for those that are in a retirement red zone, I'd call it, you know, age 50 to 60, 61, you know, the existing catch-up contributions remain the same. So about 7,500 a year uh, at that point, you can make 7,500 into your uh, 401k. But the increase now for those 62 to 64, there's an annual catch-up amount that increased to $10,000 starting the year 2024. So and in the future, that limit will increase uh, with, in, uh, with inflation throughout the years. So that's huge. So it's giving those that are 62, 64 the ability to save uh, 10, 000, an additional $10,000 into their 401ks. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty significant jump for yeah. an additional contribution. Once again, you can still do the existing catch-up from age 50. To sixty-one, they basically just just uh, created this new level, if you will, of of being able to save for those that are kind of, hey, we're last minute here, ready to retire early sixties up until sixty-four. They're going to allow you to do the additional uh, ten thousand, which is which is great, and, and that's a great place to be able to save. So you know, also starting in twenty twenty-three. Now, this one's different. This I, I didn't see this one coming. All catch-up contributions to employer sponsored plans must be made to Roth accounts. That's huge. Yeah, we're going to have to do a little bit more research. I'm interested in why. Like why are they forcing us, well, forcing those to put their those catch-up contributions into Roth? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I wonder, I have no clue. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, because, you know, in some aspects, I think, well, you know, the person who's at a greater income level, who's probably getting close to retirement, right? We all know that your best earning years are typically right before your retirement, right? right. And you're looking to to save. You would think that the government's wanting you to pay taxes on that money, thinking they're going to get a better value from you having to pay tax. That's probably what they're doing. That's probably their mentality, Mo. They're probably, and we'll 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 do some more digging here because um, some of the stuff's just been so so recently released. But think about it this way: if the government wants to capture the greatest value of the dollar for them, then it would be to tax you at your highest earnings rate, right? That's right. So if you take someone who has the ability to do these catch-up contributions, uh, yeah. they're 50, they're late, late 50s, they're early 60s, they're going to allow you to do more. 
and they say, oh, put it in the Roth. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, you think about that. Think about that for a second. We all know that the Roth's a great way to save, but we also know that for the value of the Roth to work for you, it takes time, right? Right. Because you're already kind of starting in the hole. Okay. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're taking the tax the tax hit right now. Yeah, so if you were going to put $10,000 back, you're 61 years old and you can do the extra $10,000 contribution. If you're going to put $10,000 back in a traditional 401k, well, then the full 10 goes in there. But if you're going to put it in the Roth 401k, which is the, what they're going to force you to do, well, now you're looking at, let's call it $7,500, you know, 22, 23, 24% effective tax rate and not including state tax, mm -hmm. right? So literally you may only be getting seven grand into your 401k. Okay. And we're not even thinking about FICA tax. There's, there's a lot of lot here that, that could be thought of. So your Roth needs time for that compounding tax-free interest to grow, to create value for you. So here's what they're saying. I think total assumption, you're 60 years old, you 61 years old. You can now put 10 grand back. That's fine. But we want our tax money today because it's likely that if you put it in the 401k traditional, you get the deduction for the full 10, you turn around and distribute it three or four years later, the government loses. Mm. And so they want their money today, pay the tax at the higher rate. Now, we'd rather get what we know we can get today than to gamble on waiting later. I think that might be their their viewpoint on the, uh, the whole deal with the Roth. Now, the Secure Act 2.0, uh, you know, there's a thousand for, ind for individuals 50 and older uh, which is indexing starting, uh, you know, indexing according to inflation starting in year 2023. What that means is basically that instead of just coming up with these standard increases, now this is pretty interesting too, instead of allowing the catch-up contributions to just basically be increased at their discretion, yeah, they're now going to tie it directly to inflation. Hmm. Okay. So that that's important because if yeah. you think about like traditional Roth IRAs and you think about the catch up, I mean, listen, we've been in this business for quite some time, a decade plus, And I don't know if I've ever seen that thousand dollar catch up ever increase. Never increase yeah, no. yeah. So they're not actually giving us that, that opportunity to take advantage of what we should be able to save because inflation's going up and uh, it just, they just haven't done it. It's almost an arbitrary number they're used. Yeah, they just, but they just at their at their will or notion, which yeah. you know who trusts their notion. <laughs> nah, just play, well, not not really. But um, so uh, that's interesting. So hey, listen, here at Asset Management Group, we're just trying to get you up to speed on the Secure Act 2.0, and and of course, it's a lot of just factual information. It's kind of a drag on a show, but we want we want you to know it because this should affect your savings plan. And we're going to talk more about the to-do list. Right, the January to-do list. The January to-do list in the next segment throughout the show. But but all of that to-do list is really related to what's available to be done, right. which is impacted by this, you know, this uh, Secure Act 2.0. So what do we got next, Mo? Yeah, there's a, a reduction in the penalty for failure to take your RMDs. So prior, uh, if you did not take your RMDs at age, I guess now age 72, as of last year, uh, there was a 50% penalty for those distributions. So now it's been reduced to 25%. And for IRAs, it's actually reduced even further to only 10%. So that's actually pretty interesting, and that's and that starts literally right now in twenty twenty three. That's that's kind of confusing to me though. So hold on, let's let's see if this because if it's confusing to me, I'm assuming it's probably confusing to everybody. It, it traditionally with a required minimum distribution, right? You're over the age of you know it used to be seventy, then it turned to seventy two. From seventy two, if if you forgot to take a required distribution required and mandated by the federal government, you had to pay a fifty percent penalty for that which you were supposed to take. That's right. The government said take forty grand out 
guy, you didn't do it, then you had to pay a $20,000 penalty plus take the 40 grand out you forgot to take type of thing. Now, what it says here is that that 50% penalty is being reduced to 25%, but for IRAs, the tax is even further reduced. So my guess is if you still have a 401k, if it's still in a 401k instrument, that's my assumptions, then it's 25%. But if it's an IRA account, then it's reduced to 10%. It's a 10% penalty. 10% penalty. Huh. That would, that, that'll be an interesting uh, math equation. <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder for those that have significant distribution values, if they distribute it, their tax rate might be 25, 30%, but the penalty to not distribute it's only 10. I wonder if you take the gamble. And not distribute it. And not distribute it. I wonder if for some of our higher net worth clients that don't need the money, if they say, if we say, hey, what about the possibility of just not distributing it and paying the 10% liability because otherwise you're going to pay 30% in taxes? I don't know. But see, that's that's the mentality that I think one has to have is who's going to explore all the different rules and all the different IRS regulations that you have to fight, that that literally is fighting against you mm-hmm. every single day. Who else is trying to fight back on your behalf? Because that's what happens here at Asset Management Group. Our goal is to constantly be thinking in areas that maybe you naturally wouldn't think because this is what we do for a living, day in and day out, making sure people just like you are successful financially. And we always say, you know, if, when it comes to taxes, you want to play the game on your field, right? Like uh, what Learn Hand, you know, federal judge said, you know, there's two there's two tax systems, one for the informed and one for the uninformed, and they're both legal. Where here's here's an opportunity to inform you on some of the tax changes that are affected, you know, most of your listen, most of our listeners today. So, you know, there's a, a minimum um, mandatory distribution age. So you basically the age you have to take your RMDs. Now that's changed. So in 2023, um, the age has been raised from 72 to 73. And the plan is to increase that age to a 74 in 2029. And then in 2032, that age will start at 75. So basically delaying and deferring the age that you have to take these forced distributions. So I'm going to jump real quick. I want to hit one more item. Um, this is going to be the 529. Oh, that's huge. Okay. So a 529, we all know is a is a vehicle that you could put money back in for the purpose of higher education. And the value in that is that you're going to put post-tax money in, okay? You don't get the deduction on the front end, but what you do is you get the tax-free distribution on the back end for college education. But the limit with that, Mo, has always been, and this has been my hesitation for always giving advice on 529 plans, is you never want to be in a position where you overfund the plan. Right. Because the challenge with overfunding the plan is that you maybe your child doesn't go to college. Okay. Or maybe um, uh, uh, scholarships and right. Maybe they get scholarships. Maybe they do go to college, but they don't need the support financially. And 529s actually go against some of the financial uh, help that's out there. And so, you know, I've always been hesitant because the last thing you want to have is a, as a sum of money put back and save for good intention, but stuck in a vehicle that the government's going to penalize you and force you to pay taxes on. Mm -hmm. So, all of a sudden, they come out with this new rule in the Secure Act 2.0, which is beneficiaries of a 529 college savings account is permitted to roll over up to 35000 from a 529 account to a Roth IRA. All right. Hey, listen, we're going we're gonna to run to a quick commercial break, but once again, we want you to stay with us, and here's why. Coming up in the next segment and for the rest of the show, we're really going to jump into the to-do list for the month of January, okay? Important information on making sure that you set the pace correctly, 
okay, for the month of January so that when you get to the end of year 2023, you look back and say, okay, I accomplished my goals because of the discipline and the measures I put in place at the start of the year. We want you to stay tuned with all the changes for the to-do list for the month of January. We'll see you right after this commercial break. Welcome back to Your Retirement Untangled. Andrew Knight and Moise Param here at Asset Management Group, primary office located in Cartersville, Georgia. Uh, that is our home office where we run operations off of. And we also have a satellite office at the Battery in Atlanta, Birmingham, uh, just outside of Birmingham as well. And getting the opportunity, though, to not just work with people local in those areas, but also on a virtual platform, a company called Cloudvestors, where we get to work with people literally all over the country. And when I say work with people, let me just be very clear on what that means. It's ensuring that you are making the right decision day in and day out with your money not just from an investment standpoint, although it very much matters, making sure your allocation is correct, making sure your investment strategy is appropriate to support your plan, but to make sure that you're doing the right thing with your money consistently throughout the year to accomplish your greater, bigger goal, a true financial plan. That's our focus here at Asset Management Group, low cost, efficient planning and efficient investing, which is very needed in a world like year 2022. We're going to jump in here to the to-do list, okay? Our message to our clients. Now, you're for you guys, you may not obviously be a client. Hopefully, some of you listeners are clients. But for those of you that are, you know that we have a private client podcast. And so what we want to do in, in the rest of the show is kind of give you some guidance on, on how we handle communications with our clients. You know, the message that literally we're getting out on our private client podcast, uh, things that we need to make sure that our clients are doing, Mo. To, to ensure a successful year. Yeah, it's a benefit for our clients because, you know, on, on the radio right now, you know, we can talk in generalities. We can talk about, you know, to new tax laws. But in the private client access of podcasts, we're able to really go deeper into true planning, the, the exact plans, the exact moves we're making in clients' portfolios, you know, our, our view on um, the... Uh, on the market and the economy and really show how all of those um, uh, are impacting the decisions we make with our clients. So yeah, those sort of private client access is a podcast is huge. It's, so, and, and it's another way, another way for us to communicate with our clients um, to let them know that behind the scenes, we're continuing working with them. But unfortunately to get access to the podcast, you got to be a client. Right. That's right. So, so for you guys, let us just jump in and give you some information that, that we think is valuable and important to know as we start the year 2023, we just covered some topics of the uh, SECURE Act, which has really shaken up, you know, kind of some things that are happening uh, this year and going forward, some major changes, I would say, and classify in my opinion. Um, so the first thing we want to do right now at the start of year 2023 is to reassess your savings. What I mean by that is this, your savings goals, where to save and how quick to save. Let me cover that here in just a in just a quick nutshell. Number one, when I say reassess your savings, what I mean with in regards to how much you should save, I want to talk about your savings account first and foremost. It's vitally important that you have an emergency fund established. Dave Ramsey recommends three to six months. Okay. Other commentators would also, I think Clark Howard supports the same concept. So we'll let's back that and let's say three to six months of monthly living. I even think it's probably a little bit more warranted to beef that up a little bit and yeah. be more toward that six month 
uh, uh, concept in today's world. And here's why. You know, sitting from our shoes uh, in our seat, I say sitting from our shoes, that makes no <laughs> sense, but sitting, sitting from our seat, uh, welcome to a live radio show, guys. Uh, sitting from our seat, uh, you know, one would have to look out at year 2023 and assume that this year potentially, you know, could carry some some challenges. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I think I think we've we've, you know, repeated the message consistently in regards to the the intent and the target for unemployment. Guys, listen, there is the reality is, is we might see millions of people unemployed. Yeah, we're starting to see that the unemployment, we're starting to see companies start to lay off people more. Yeah. Just to start this year, you know, Amazon at 18,000. Salesforce. Well, Salesforce, 10% of their staff. Stitch Fix, 20%. Um, who Goldman Sachs. One? Goldman Sachs, about uh, what's four, it, 4,000 4, people. You know, so it's starting. You know, a lot of this, you know, we're looking at the tech sector, but that's going to, you know, spiral down to, you know, Main Street. Yeah. And so, yeah, if if they're, you know, the Fed's goal, Jer- Jerome Powell has said it, you know, he he's tied rising in, rising inflation and the battle between inflation with the wage wages in the job market. Mm-hmm. And so if you've put two and two together, you know, we're going to have to probably see unemployment go up to levels we haven't seen in a while, you know, maybe even north of 5%. And so unfortunately, that that could mean that some of you listeners, you know, if you're still working, could be impacted by this. So yeah, it's a traditional three to six months uh, might want to be beefed up to maybe even nine months, maybe even a year, you know, if you have the ability to do it, to have that emergency fund cushion just for this time. Yeah, I think I think this season of life doesn't require doesn't require urgency into putting cash to work. Okay, so I think there's more value in being a little bit more protected, Mm -hmm. a little bit more mindful to the extent that you're right, Mo, that six to nine, nine to 12 month might be a good target if it's doable for you guys, especially you guys with families and responsibilities and things like that. Listen, don't be don't be ignorant. Okay, don't get caught up to the lifestyles that others are living that you can't afford right now is when that stuff will get you and it'll get you put you in a bad position real quick. So when we talk about savings, let's reassess where you're at. Uh, Speak with, you know, if you're married, you and your spouse, uh, sit down, talk about it, figure out how long you can cover if either one of you lost a job. And if you're by yourself, obviously think about your own situation. Um, that's the first thing I think you have to reassess when we're talking about the the context of savings. The second I want to talk about is savings in, in through the lens of putting money back for your retirement. Yeah. Okay. So not a savings fund like an emergency fund, but how much are you actually saving uh, for retirement purposes? Now, the second benefit of what we believe is a volatile year ahead of us is the value of being able to buy things on sale. Yeah. You know, buying through volatility is 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 absolutely valuable. I know it seems like you get nowhere in the meantime. It's kind of painful. You keep buying things and everything you put into the market, you lose uh, in regards to stock price appreciation or depreciation, which is the current scenario. Um, but remember, you're still buying the share. Right. You still own the share. And so it's just the value of the shares decreasing. And so continue to buy shares throughout the year. Now, 
Obviously, we don't do it to the extent that we violate our emergency fund. But once that emergency fund is established, the second step is to begin saving for retirement. What's a common goal that we'd like to see for people to save in relation to their income for retirement purposes? Yeah, I think a good a good starting point is 15%. You know, that's a great place for us to be. So, you know, with January, look back at 2022 and, you know, look at your 401k contributions or your, or your, your, your IRA contributions to say, how much of a percentage did I save last year? And if it wasn't 15%, do do yourself a favor and try to get yourself as close to 15% as possible. Because I think that's a great starting point. And also, your employer contributions does that does not count towards that yeah, 15%. You can't borrow yeah, that. no, no. We're talking about your, and I would say even your gross. You know, some people may say, well, is it 15% of my net or 15% of my gross? 15% of your gross income, if you have the ability to do that, use that as a starting point. Yeah, I think you're 100% right. Try to say 15% of gross. Now, listen, if you can't do the 15%, then don't allow not being able to do that to to equal not doing anything right. at all, right? Is something is better than nothing. So just begin saving. But but if you have the ability to 15%, now listen, if you have the ability to save more, you know, many of our clients are, they're, they're higher incomers, they're making a good living, they put themselves in a good situation in regards to debt, they have zero or they have very little. And if you have the ability to save more, save more. Yeah. Okay. The next question is, is where do we save? You know, where do we save? And um, you know, a lot of people have have questions that we oftentimes get get hit with, which is, well, where should I put the excess cash? Should I put it in my 401k? Should I put it in uh, my house? You know, should I put it in the bank or a CD or an I bond or, you know, where do I put my excess savings? Um, and, you know, let's start with this. I think the first thing that has to happen from a priority standpoint, after the emergency funds established, then we cover the bills. The next step is the debt. We got to get the debt eliminated. Right. But if that if that person after the debt is gone, then has the extra 10, 15, 20% of their income to save, probably need to get the match first. That's right. For year 2023. Yeah, they're, they're about the 401k match. Right. Yeah, yeah. So you definitely want to do that. So um, if you're getting a 6%, 5% match, whatever the number is, then you definitely want to do that. If you're over age 50, you know, tr- that would be the catch up. So obviously you get into catch up, but there are some caveats with the matches too. You know, um, you know, uh, if you're, you know, some of our high income earners out there, you may be tempted to pre to pre-fund your, your pre, uh, yeah, pre-fund your 401k contributions early on. And what you may not know is that sometimes you are leaving out and missing some dollars out on the table because depending on the plan, depending on your 401k, um, if you, for instance, if you were able to max fund your 401k, call it June, you may not know that you may be actually missing out on the the, the rest of the year's uh, matches from your employer because uh, some some plans uh, don't have like a true catch-up. So essentially, they're, they're prorating your matches by payroll cycle. Listen. Trying to give you guys some insight on our communications that we have with our clients, literally on our private client podcast every single week, discussing things that they need to know in regards to how to save, where to save, transactions that we're making on their accounts, things like that, that are important to their success, things that are our responsibility as their financial advisor. If you're sitting out there and you're not sure exactly where you're headed financially, maybe you work with a financial advisor that hasn't given you the information that you've needed. Maybe you work with a financial advisor that's kind of disappeared in volatile times. Maybe you're sitting there asking yourself, you know, I pay a person a fee. I don't even know if I'm performing in relation to the risk that I'm taking compared to the market. You know, maybe I'm losing just as much as everybody else and I'm still paying a fee. That's problematic. Okay. If that's you and you're open to someone else, complimentary, 
giving you some guidance, giving you an analysis. We want you to feel comfortable picking up the phone and calling 1-800-419-6164. 1-800-419-6164. Andrew here, Moise, my partner, and our team is ready to field your call, field your questions, and ultimately allow you to have a better view of what you're doing just to get a checkpoint along the way. Stay tuned as we continue the conversation on the to-dos for January 2023. Welcome back to Your Retirement Untangled. Andrew Knight and Moise Prom here at Asset Management Group, getting the opportunity every single week to try to bring you guys clarity and truth about the financial world and how it applies to your story. Listen, it's great to have a lot of information, but if you don't know how to apply it to your situation and execute a plan efficiently, then all you're going to do is watch everybody else retire, watch everybody else live that golden life. And it's not necessary. We want you to make sure you're making the right decisions in an ever-changing environment, which is what we live in today. We're talking about the to-do list uh, in January of 2023 to ensure that you find yourself at the end of this year in a better situation than where you started. Okay, Having the discipline and the plan in place to execute, that's the key, and that's what we want to do right now, set you on a good path. We're talking about some things to keep in mind. Number one, we mentioned having a savings plan established having your emergency fund at the top of that plan. You need to have anywhere from six to eight to nine months worth of emergency fund put back is what we referenced. And the reason we're a little bit more aggressive in that is just simply because of our outlook. Many people right now this year, we're already seeing an increase in unemployment at greater levels than what we've seen in quite some time. Mm -hmm. And as a result, that means a lot of people are going to be left unemployed and yeah. a lot of people without income. Yeah, I think that's all in Georgia. I think the unemployment rates uh, just shy of 3%. Yeah, that's that's high. Yeah, yeah. And, and nationally it's over three. Right. Right. So I mean, this is uh, you know, this is relevant. Absolutely. And so don't get caught on to the to the mentality that oh, everything's fine, it'll be okay. We're still my, spending. My company is what here's what what gets me. My company is strong and doing great. Okay. Listen, you would be shocked how quick a company can trim the fat off when they need to. Yeah. Okay. Because they may, they want to continue being great. Yeah. And sometimes it comes at the jeopardy of, of you know, of you. And a company is not going to wait until earnings reflect it to make decisions. Yeah. Most good quality companies are going to make decisions ahead of where their earnings are. And so don't get caught thinking that everything is perfect. At least prepare for you and your household. And that's the key. Six to eight or nine months worth of savings, I think, is necessary as we roll into 2023 and live out this year. That has to be mission number one. Once it's checked off the list, the next to do is talking about where to save. You're the individual who already has the emergency fund established. You've got debt cleaned up and off the table in regards to your consumer liability, maybe maybe auto automobile loans and things like that. Um, it's fine to have a mortgage. Okay, so I don't think I would be quick, especially the way that many of you guys are financed and leveraged at. You've got good quality debt. Okay, you're sitting at a you know a mortgage rate of three percent or less, or three and a half percent or less. Um, you know, in today's world, that's that's pretty impressive. That's pretty so. impressive, yeah. It, and even in today's climate, right? I mean, interest rates a thirty year fix is over six percent. And if you think historically, that's that's still pretty low. And if you compare it to you know credit card debt, which is you know double digits, nineteen almost twenty percent, six percent interest is is still relatively 
I want to say cheap, but really, relatively a good space to be in with respects to debt. Right. And Absolutely. it's a house. Absolutely. And so, you know, the mission then is, is where do I put my money? And, and one benefit of continuing to walk through seasons of economic struggles is that oftentimes you get to pick up investments at a very low price. And that's the key, right? Yeah. That's the key of investing. Buy low, sell high. And, and it hurts, right? I mean, like you said in, in an earlier segment, it may hurt to see the S&P down 20%, your portfolio down 15, 16, 17%. But again, it, it, like you said, you're buying things, you're, being, you're buying quality companies, keyword quality companies at a discounted price. Mm -hmm. And if you fast forward and think about, you know, the shares that you've purchased, if you, if, you know, five years down the road, you, you have done yourself a, a huge advantage by, uh, by buying and continuing buying these, these stocks at a very low price. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's necessary. So when we're talking about where to save, we talked about putting money back in the 401k first, getting the match, which is needed. Um, and, and not rushing the contribution if you're going to max your 401k out. So if yeah. you're going to max your 401k or 403b, be cautious that you scale those contributions over 12 months and don't try to rush it and get it get in there in the first six months and be done with it. Because you could, not always, but you could be forfeiting matching contributions from your employer uh, because not all companies fund it dollar for dollar on the pay cycle in which you contribute. Sometimes they have the right to uh, prorate it. The for the year. full for the full year, yeah. So you want to be careful of that. Now, what about from a taxable standpoint? And we're talking about where to save Roth, four hundred one k. You know, how do we proceed with a good savings plan, considering the tax implications of saving? Yeah, you know, um, I would say you know you, you start looking at at you know where we are in a in a in a country, where we are in an economy as far as the debt level is concerned. You know, many people we speak to, many of our clients, you know, really don't feel that tax rates are going to go down anytime. Well, aren't going to go down relatively in the future. They can only see it going spiking up. So the question is, you know, does it make sense for you to kind of shake the hands with the government and pay the taxes now in an environment that we know where the tax rates are right now? Um, they're set to sunset in 2025. So all economists and, you know, tax experts that we talk to say that if nothing changes, then there's there's some that are going to experience a higher tax um uh, rate just naturally by going back and reverting to the old tax laws. So it may make sense for those, even if you're a high income earner, you may say to yourself, well, why should I pay the higher taxes now or, or a higher amount of tax now and just get the deductions now? Um, you know, building some tax free assets. And again, if we're talking about buying equities at a lower price, if you say to yourself, well, I've paid the taxes today, but these shares that I'm buying will grow tax free and the distributions at retirement will be tax free. Well, maybe a Roth makes a good sense. Makes maybe Roth makes a really valid point, a valid argument right now. Yeah, I think so. And I think it's uh I would say that most often, most often, not always, so just don't go do it, but most people find I find will do better in a Roth 401k. Yeah. Especially if they if they have time on their hands. You know, maybe they're not retiring tomorrow, right? They're retiring in the next five to ten to fifteen years, and they're able to pay a federal tax at twenty two, twenty-four percent. I think that individual most often finds themselves in a better situation contributing to the Roth IRA. Just something to consider. Obviously. Also, the legacy planning too. I mean, even mm -hmm. if it doesn't, even if you run, if you crunch the numbers and you say, hey, Andrew, you know, I'm, I'm crunching the numbers. It seems more on a uh, uh, mathematical uh, equation that it makes more sense for me to do a pre-tax. Well, if you say to yourself, well, the legacy, you know, these assets, you know, if if legacy planning is is important to you. 
when you transition, when you pass, those dollars will transfer to a next generation spouse or kids. And especially if it's a non-spouse uh, with a secure act, not the 2.0, but the original secure act, um, they, re- they eliminated the stretch IRA. So now your, your, your um, non-spouse beneficiaries will have to distribute those uh, pre-tax dollars within a 10-year uh, time frame. So you're passing the buck on, you're passing the tax buck on to them. So a Roth IRA or a Roth account, um, those, that, those dollars, when they transition to them, they get to experience the tax-free withdrawals as well. Yeah, which I think is, um, is something we, everybody really ought to be careful of, of some of the rules that the government's put in place. And you mentioned one of them, them eliminating the stretch IRA. And so, yeah, it, it, I think it kind of makes full circle back to the way that you save today. Yeah. It really is recognizing that the decisions you make today have a long-term and sometimes a generational impact on, on affecting your life, your spouse's life, your children, your grandchildren, all from how you save today. So understanding where to save and how to save is, is as important as saving in general. You know, doing it correctly is a is a huge and important piece to the puzzle. Uh, you know, the next the next thing I think that someone should, you know, should take a step back at the start of January and say, hey, I need to reassess this would be uh, risk. That's okay? right. So we're saving. But now what's the risk of the investments in which we're saving in? OK. And so, you know, obviously we're coming out of a year like 2022. S&P was down close to 20 percent. NASDAQ over 30 Russell, I mean, every index you could possibly look at, you look at the fixed income, fixed income market down, you know, anywhere from 15 to 17%. I mean, it was a challenging year, um, except for what energy and energy, high quality, some high quality investments still down, but, but obviously in a better position, Um, you know, you're sitting there thinking, okay, how do I make, uh, how do I invest in a way that is appropriate from a risk standpoint? And, you know, that's obviously case sensitive. So I think we got to be careful here. But I think it's it's absolutely important that you are taking the amount of risk that's relevant to your plan. Right. And that's something we can talk about. Yeah, I think I think some people have the misconception that when I hit a certain age, I need to be less risky. I need to take risk off the table, be more conservative, because I've been told that as I get closer to retirement, that I don't have the ability and can afford the risk. And so I, I think that's one of those blanket statements that, you know, on the surface sounds you know, reasonable, right? I'm getting close to retirement. I've built this nest egg. I don't want to lose it. But really what it comes down to is like you mentioned, how much of your, how much of, how much risk can you take within your plan? Because at the end of the day, age doesn't necessarily equate to risk. It's really the, when it comes to retirement planning, you know, a successful retirement plan really starts with income. And if you have an understanding of your income or your expense needs, now, take into consideration how much income you have coming in, whether it's social security and or pension. And then you look at the relationship between the the income that you're, that's naturally flowing in. If there's any gap between your income and your expenses, then you solve for it through your assets. Well, if that income de- demand or that, that gap demand isn't as much with respects to your, with respects to the assets you've accumulated, then by all means, that just naturally means that your plan can afford a little more risk because the demand um, from your assets to provide income isn't as high. So, you know, it all goes back to your plan. And, and I, I, I want to I 
reiterated, a statement is not a plan. If you're just looking at your statements and saying, I've made 15%, I've lost 15%, um, here's my plan. That is not a plan. It's just, those are just statements. Mm-hmm. You really have to have a, a plan to see how much risk can you actually take. Yeah, I think I think that's the key. When you're looking to assess risk, those are the questions you have to ask. Because when I analyze my plan, what type of risk can one take to successfully support this type of goal? Um, it's it is so much even more important, Mo, for the one that's distributing money, the one that's in that season of life that is taking distribution. And when I think of that person who is early in their retirement or about to retire and begin the distribution phase of their life, I think, man, this is, it is, we're in such a season where you better walk that line finally, because, you know, one wrong trip and you might find yourself falling off. Okay. It's, it really is that important guys. Listen, if you're out there and you're thinking about retirement, you're about to retire, maybe you find yourself in retirement, you're your first few years in and you're battling the season of the economy in which we're facing, uh, you of all people have got to be cautious, have got to be aware of the things we're talking about. If you're not, we want you to feel comfortable picking up the phone and calling, get a second opinion. It doesn't matter. It doesn't mean you have to work with us or anybody else. Get get some second opinions, just like you would if someone recommended major surgery. Okay. Before you go under the knife, you're going to get some ideas and concepts. You better do it with your money too. Because remember, Everything that you've saved is supposed to support your life for the rest of your life. It's that important. It's that important. Make sure you pick up the phone and call 1-800-419-6164, 1-800-419-6164. Stay tuned as we wrap up in the final segment, the 2023 January to-do list. Welcome back to Your Retirement Untangled. Andrew Nida here, Maurice Param, here at Asset Management Group, where every week we're looking to bring you good quality and sound, clear, precise advice, truth about financial services, the financial world, the markets, and the economy so that you can apply it not to you. I mean, not listen, they apply it to your <laughs> life, not to your life. Apply it to your story. Guys, listen, that's the key. Don't, don't sit here and just take in content, right? It's like, uh, you know, not to become too uh, faith-driven here, but it's kind of like the Bible. You can read it and know it, but if you don't do anything with it, it's useless. Yeah, yeah. Right? So so let's just be honest. It, you, can, you can get a lot of great financial advice out there. Go to YouTube. It's simple. All right? But the truth is, if it doesn't apply to your life, if you don't put it into action, you get nowhere. Okay? It's all about the execution. Yeah, and it's time to execute. It's the start of the year 2023. We're in a season of life that's very different than the last decade. 2022 gave us a curveball. We're rolling into 23 with the same tone, tonality, and uh, and notion of a year like we ended in 2022. And so, hey, it's another, you better get ready. You better prepare. Be mindful of how to be successful this year, which is why we feel it's important to understand the to-do list of January so that you can end the year in a better situation than where you started. I want to pick back up on one of the final to-dos that we were talking about, which is reassess your distribution plan. Um, We talked about taxes. We talked about the emergency fund. We talked about all those necessary things. But I want to hit where we ended the last segment on, which is the individual that is at retirement or in retirement and currently getting a distribution. These are the people, Mo, that, that need to get the second opinion. 
Okay. These are the, listen, maybe you trust your advisor. Maybe you're, they're a family friend. Okay. Um, but you need to consider your financial life very similar to, to going under uh, a physical surgery and how you view your physical life. You're like, Hey, listen, if I've been recommended to have a major procedure and I'm going to have, you know, someone open me up and do something major, I'm going to get a few other ideas just to be certain that everything is consistent and common and, and, and relevant to, to my situation. I think you got to do the same thing with your financial plan. I agree. Yeah. So, so you need to get a second opinion um, to make sure that you're doing the right thing from a distribution standpoint, distributing through down markets can be scary and it can wreck someone's retirement life. Oh yeah. You know, it can completely derail where they think they're headed which is a continuation of retirement. Okay. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, it, we talk about sequence of returns in the, in the past, but that's exactly what it is. You know, if you look at now, I'll try to do some quick math on top of my head. You know, if you, someone starts off with a million dollars, right. And you can correct me, Andrew, with the math, cause you're, you're, you're in the glasses right now. So you definitely <laughs> appear smarter, but no, if someone has a million dollars right now, we've heard the 4% rule, right. And now uh, show your, your retirement untangled, the TV show, we had a ret, uh, retirement Mythbusters. So here it is. Somebody has a million dollars. They're going to distribute, let's say, 4% from that million dollars. So that's what, 40 grand a year. Mm -hmm. Correct. Let's say they experience, not a hypothetical return, a 2022 return of the S&P 500 down 20%. So now that million dollars is down to 800,000. But they still want to distribute 40,000, which was their original distribution Mm -hmm. from before. Yeah. Well, 40,000. What, from 5.7, 5.6? There's no longer 4%. It's no longer 4%. Right? And so that is something that, because it, during these times, when you retire, again, we talk about income. Income, um, the name of the game is income. Most people aren't reducing their income needs based off of the market, market volatility. How do you even do that in a year like 2022 and 23, where inflation is 7.5 plus percent? Even if you wanted to reduce the distribution for income, the cost of living is going up. It's not possible. It's not possible. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's why it's very important in the distribution phase of your life. Um, it, how you distribute, where you distribute from is key. Yeah, it's absolutely. It's, it's Distributing huge. from. It, when you say from, that's important. Yeah. Because because obviously if you're retired, the majority of your income, if it, maybe some of it's coming from Social Security, some, some of it might be coming from a pension plan. But everything else is going to be coming from a transaction, right? Okay, meaning the sell of an investment, likely for many of you. Um, so when we talk about where's your income coming from, we're talking about the concern that we would have if your income at a higher pressure point, four percent, four point two, four point eight, five, five point two, whatever that number is, but four percent or more is a high pressure point in today's world. And if you're distributing at that level, that pressure, and the source in which is creating the income is a source that's also down equal to market returns, such as down 18, 20, 22, 30, 25, very, very problematic to the life and the health of that investment long term to the extent that it could put you back to work instead of into a future retirement life. No, no one wants that. No, no one. You've worked this hard. To save, build, you weather so many storms to get to this retirement life that you're that you're here now. No one wants to go back, right? That, that, that's the whole that's the ultimate goal. So that's why you know some of the planning we talk about in our private client access podcast is stressing the um, uh, 
the balance between what we call smart safe and smart risk for seasons like this money yeah. that's safe in a smart place and money that's at risk and we're taking the risk in efficient and smart way you know some some people are going to be tempted mo to say to that statement why would i use safe money now the market's down 15 18% why use safe money today? Well, let me tell you a value of safe money. One of the values of safe money is that it adjusts predominantly to the in interest rate environment in which we're in. So one, and you guys know this, I mean, look at your, look at your high interest savings accounts. So assuming you're using them, look at the CD options available, look at the I bonds available, look at the fixed annuities or the indexed annuity options that are out there. All of these are becoming more attractive as rates go up. And rates aren't coming down tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. And not to mention, I know we've talked about this before and we'll talk about it more. Be careful what you ask for. Yeah. Right. Some of you guys want rates to come down, but for rates to come down for the feds to pivot equal a much bigger problem. And, and we probably don't have enough time to go on it on today's show, but safe money is vitally important, especially for you that is in the distribution phase of your life. Listen to me when I say this, if you are at retirement or about to retire, and you don't have safe money in your plan, you are setting yourself up for failure. If you want us to prove it, you need to pick up the phone and call us. Number is 1-800-419-6164. 1-800-419-6164. Let us show you what it looks like to stay fully invested in a risk that's equal to you know, a 60, 40, 70, 30, 80, 20 blend. And let us show you how that plan could be impacted if you don't have safe money in it. Once again, our number here is 1-800-419-6164. You know, I hate to do it, but it goes by so quick every single week. Um, guys, listen, we want you to be prepared. We want you to be mindful about your future. Okay. Don't take the advice we're given and just think it's good quality advice. And it's just a good show. If that's all you leave this show with is, Oh, that was worth my time. It was good content. It, to me, it's not worth it. Okay. I want you to take it. I want you to apply it to your life, no matter what advisor services you may use, or if you do it on your own, take the guidance that we're giving, go and apply it. More importantly though, if we've created additional questions that you have, if we created concerns that now you have, you're the one that needs to pick up the phone and call. Once again, it's 1-800-419-6164. Mo and I love you all here from Asset Management Group. Our team is working day in and day out. We are here for you, and we're willing to walk this thing out with you. Just pick up the phone and call. See you guys next week. Investment advisory services offered through Asset Management Group, a registered investment advisor. Andrew Knight and Moise Param provide general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company or enter offered through Asset Management Group. By contacting Asset Management Group, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.